0: Rise of the Superbrands We must rapidly begin the shift from a thing-oriented society to a person-oriented society. When machines and computers, profit motives, and property rights are considered more important than people, the giant triplets of racism, materialism, and militarism are incapable of being conquered. Martin Luther King Jr., Beyond Vietnam, 1967 Chapter 1. How Trump Won by Becoming the Ultimate Brand The night Donald Trump was declared the winner of the 2016 election and 45th president of the United States was particularly disorienting for me because it wasn't night at all. I was in Sydney, Australia on a lecture tour, and because of the time difference, it was late morning on Wednesday, November 9th, where I was. For almost everyone in my life, it was Tuesday night, and friends were sending texts from drunken election night viewing parties. But for Australians, it was the start of a normal workday, which for me just contributed to the overall feeling of vertigo when the results started coming in. At the time, I was in a meeting with around 15 heads of various Australian environmental, labor, and social justice organizations. We were having a discussion that circled around a key insight. Up to now, the fights against global warming, racism, inequality, Violations of indigenous, migrant, and women's rights, as well as many other progressive battles, have often been broken up into their own boxes or silos. But we had been asking, as so many movements are today, how do they intersect? What root causes connect them? How can these issues be tackled in tandem at the same time? What values would govern such a movement? How could it translate into political power? With a group of colleagues, I'd been working on how to build that kind of cross-movement People's platform in North America through a project called the Leap Manifesto, which I'll come back to in the final chapter. And there were many Australian groups who were interested in exploring a similar approach. For the first hour or so, it was a pretty upbeat meeting with lots of excitement about what was possible. People were feeling totally relaxed about the U.S. elections, like many progressives and liberals, and even many traditional conservatives. We were sure Trump would lose. Then everyone's phone started to buzz. And the room grew quieter and quieter, and everyone around the light-filled boardroom began to look increasingly panicked. All of a sudden, the reason for gathering—the idea that we could help spark an integrated leap forward on climate action, racial justice, decent jobs, and more—felt suddenly absurd. It was as if everyone instantly understood, without even having to speak, that we were about to be blasted backward by a gale-force wind and all we could do now was try to hold our ground— The idea of forward momentum on any one of our pressing crises on the table seemed to evaporate before our very eyes. Then, without anyone calling it to a close, the meeting dispersed, with colleagues barely saying goodbye to one another. CNN was calling out like some sort of irresistible homing device, and we all silently went in search of bigger screens. Most U.S. voters did not cast a ballot for Donald Trump. Hillary Clinton received nearly 2.9 million more votes— the fact that continues to torment the sitting president. That he won at all is the result of an electoral college system originally designed to protect the power of slave owners. And on the rest of the planet, overwhelming majorities of people told pollsters that if they had been magically able to vote in this pivotal election, they would have cast a ballot for Clinton. A notable exception to this global trend was Russia, where Trump enjoyed strong support within this very large anti-Trump camp, we all have different stories about how we felt on that day, night. For many, the defining emotion was shock, that this could happen in the United States. For a great many others, it was grief, at seeing long-held knowledge about the depth of U.S. racism and misogyny so vividly confirmed. For others, the feeling was one of loss, at watching the first female candidate for the United States president lose her chance to become a role model for their children. Still others were flooded with feelings of rage that such a compromised candidate was ever put forward against Trump in the first place. And for millions inside the U.S. and out, the primary emotion was fear, a raw bodily knowledge that Trump's presidency would act as a catalyst to unleash extreme acts of racism, violence, and oppression. Many people experienced a mixture of these emotions and more. And many also understood that this election result was not only about one man in one country— Trump is but one strand of a seemingly global contagion. We are seeing a surge of authoritarian, xenophobic, far-right politics, from Marine Le Pen in France to Narendra Modi in India to Rodrigo Duterte in the Philippines.